Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, flying solo once more, Josh Lander. I'm coming to you guys with some series prices, looking at some future stuff, as well as we're ready to kick off finally with the conference finals. I'm recording this late Sunday night, getting ahead of everything that starts on Tuesday night in the Western Conference with the Nuggets and the Lakers in Denver. And then we do know now that we have the Eastern Conference matchup set for Wednesday night with the Heat and the Celtics playing for the third time in four years in the Eastern Conference finals. Uh, so taking a look at some of the future stuff here, we also are going to have, well, I'm also going to have uh, a video about each of those games as well, so we can get some best bets and player props from those. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. You can continue to follow along as we bring you this all uh, playoffs long. I'll definitely be here for the entirety of it. Nate will join me again next uh, next week. Yes, yeah, basically this week, starting at the end of the week when he comes back from Oregon. So we'll be having another video uh, once the game twos are going for these two series. Also, want you to head to thelines.com. Make sure you check out the site and all the great content we are putting up there right now in the playoffs. We also have the odds finder tool up there. You can make sure that you're getting the best odds available to you and all of these bets that you want to make in the NBA postseason. The odds finder tool is awesome so that you can make sure you're shopping those lines across these U.S. sports books. I know I'm using it every single time I'm making these picks with you guys. Uh, so definitely want to make sure to bring that to you. And I'm going to jump right into uh, my first favorite bet, really. I mean, it's a kind of easy one. It's the series price here for the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Lakers. The Nuggets are minus 155 right now is basically the price on most books as they've all been price discovered uh, across these books. It's my, minus 155 for them. I'm putting a unit on that it's plus 130 for the lake show if you are interested uh in taking the lakers look i i think one obviously minus 155 is not the world's best price there in return for for betting on the nuggets to win this thing you can definitely look at some other ways to juke it and i, I will tell you about one here that i like in just a second but obviously there's other really great uh offerings in terms of the, the correct score of the series one of these teams to win in a specific amount of games is available to you so if you don't want the minus 155 there's other ways to get better juice but i'm, I'm at least bringing this one to you guys because I'm just saying I think the Nuggets win this series um, the looking at some of the stuff for uh, you know the matchups in, in the regular season between these two teams they played four times I don't think we can do much with it. They played twice in October. Um, and then the other two games still came before Rui was even traded to the Lakers in January, at the end of January. So their last game was on January 9th um, the, between these two teams is how they ended the season. And, and I just I just like what I, I can get from Denver in general at this point. I think they are two of the, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's silly to say two of the, I, I would say they're two of the best teams in these playoffs and definitely makes sense for both of these teams to be matched up in the West. Um, they both dominate the paint. As we know, they, they both are one and two in points in the paint right now um, in this series. And, and it's going to come down to how I think Denver plays on the road as it has tended to so far as they're, 6-0 and at home and, and look pretty unbeatable there as they've been unbeatable there. Now, I think, what, 36-3 and in their last 39 when they score 110 points at home. Uh, and they score 110 points at home a lot with a very, very solid rating there. So I, I just think there's no point in waiting to see what happens if you want to bet on Denver in general in terms of what happens in the first game. Even in the first two games, I do think Denver is going to hold serve. I think at least one of these games is going to be super close, if not both, uh, in terms of the first two in Denver. But even if Denver loses a game at home, one of two, is this series price going to get that much better for you? For Denver, I, I don't think so. I think if Denver goes into LA tied 1-1, maybe it's a little closer to even money, but I would still say they're, they're favorites uh, with minus odds uh, in terms of your return there to pick Denver to win. So I don't think there's like that much to be gained by waiting 
for to see what happens in game one because if they win then it's just going to plummet uh you know to, to minus 250 at that point and it's a lot worse there than the minus 155 obviously so i do think there's gonna be so much worse after a 1-0 victory where the home team holds serve that you might as well take it before that um if you want to get a little bit cuter with it you can like i said you can either pick uh denver to lose game one and win the series i tried that last uh series lakers won game one but the the, the doves could not pull it out as i had them to, to to win that one so uh at any rate you know for this one i'd look at the offensive rating for denver at home and really the defensive rating for Denver at home 105 in these playoffs versus 117 on the road it's going to be huge that they maintain that level of play on defense at least at home because that 117 defensive rating on the road is exactly what they had during the regular season as well so it kind of seems like they're telling us that this is who they are on defense when they get on the road for whatever reason that's been the disparity between uh, playing well at home and on the road for a lot of teams this year in the NBA as, as home court advantage seems to matter more than it has in years past but we talk about the way that they play in the paint on offense neither of these teams that good at defending the paint uh, on defense as they were both in the bottom 10 uh, on the season they're both in the bottom half on the, in the playoffs right now both in terms of the bottom eight out of the 16 teams that made the playoffs um, so you know in terms of stopping what the other team does well it doesn't seem like that's going to be a thing probably leading us to a few higher scoring games on that same vein both of these teams in the top uh, half of the the playoffs top five really in terms of uh fast break points. Um, I believe they were number one and two, number three and four in terms of the percentage of their points that they're scoring off the fast break right now in these playoffs. Um, they're both in the bottom in terms of the three point attempts that they rely upon for that. Uh, you see Joker just absolutely dominating from wherever he is inside uh, uh, 15 feet or so and just getting whatever he wants once he's in that area of the court and not really needing those three point attempts. And and you've also seen the, the, the role players for mostly for Denver and even for, for LA not able to shoot threes in general. And not that the Lakers are shooting a ton of threes because um, they don't even really attempt those. They're both in, in terms of uh, attempting their their shots from three, the bottom two teams in, in these playoffs, along with Phoenix. But uh, either way, like I, I, I think there's going to be points because they both play similarly and they both are bad at stopping the, what they're both good at on offense uh, and what the other team is good at on offense as well. So, you know, the the advantage in terms of scoring, I think, is going to come uh, for for the, the Nuggets in this series, which is why I like it. I like their ability um, to, to rebound much better than the Lakers as well. Outside of Anthony Davis, it's not a great rebounding team, and, and I'll give LeBron his flowers as well. Obviously, a great rebounder, but outside of those two guys, not great rebounding presence uh, for them, and, and Joker is going to be incredibly dominant in this one. Another way to juke this series, Joker to be the leading rebounder bounder in it is minus 110 um, and you can find different ways to either parlay that um, or if you can find some some sort of player performance double um, or, or series playoff uh, playoff series uh, player prop um, then you can go ahead and select joker to you know be the leading rebounder plus uh, Denver to win, get a little bit better odds there. So make sure you're, you're, like I said, continuously searching for for those different options so that you can find different ways to get a little bit better odds if you'd like for Denver to win this series. But that is a bet that I'm willing to take. A huge thing that I'm going to talk about and will continue to talk about in this series is free throws because it's so important for the Lakers as they continue to be such a dominant team in, on the regular season. We saw, we've seen it in the playoffs. I, I don't want to necessarily go into how they're the best free throw shooting team and best at stopping others from shooting free throws in these playoffs right now because they played the Warriors in a series um, and that is a team that's just absolutely awful at that so we know what it's like in the playoffs but even in the regular season they had the fourth best free throw attempt rate they had they limited um, the uh, the opponent to the in, in terms of uh, the least amount of free throw attempts uh, and free throw attempt rate so you know in the playoffs right now that the Knicks are number one in terms of free throw attempt rate free, uh, but that's because there was the hack of Robinson going on trying to get Mitchell Robinson and his like 40% free throw uh, percentage
percentage there to the line. And that's why you, you saw the Knicks get to the line so often. But one thing to keep in mind is Denver not good at limiting free throws. Uh, my Minnesota, rather, was number two in free throw rate in these playoffs. They only had five games, but that was five games that Denver allowed them to get to the free throw line a ton. And there was a little bit of hack of Rudy Gobert in there because he's also a bad free throw shooter, uh, but not nearly the way that it's been going for Mitchell Robinson. It's not like it was that glaring. It was just that the Nuggets were not playing defense without fouling, especially on the road, uh, which is what you worry about here, that the Lakers are going to get that home call uh, and that this thing might be 2-2 when all is said and done after four games where both teams are sort of holding serve at home. That's kind of what I'm expecting, which is why I still just like Denver to win this series. And if I was going to juke it with, you know, trying to correctly pick how many games it'll take them to do it, probably seven or six again. One of those two, you're still getting good odds, um, but I don't see them winning this thing in five. I see the, the Lakers winning Maybe both their games at home, if they steal one from Denver, either way, I, I think this is going 2-2. Uh, and then we kind of see what the prices are from there. I don't think it'll get much better than one, minus 155, even at that point for Denver. Maybe you see it at like minus 130 uh, if this thing is going back to Denver 2-2. Still, like I said, not going to get that much better than what it's at right now. So that's why I'm making that solid play right there. Quick sip of water. Uh, second pick here. Let's talk about how I can juke this up a bit. Like I said, Jamal Murray to average 25 points in this series and Denver wins it is plus 270. At least half a unit on that. I mean, I, I'm putting a half a unit on it. Let me just be fully transparent. But like, as I'm talking about it and as I continue to look at it, I like it even more and more and more. Um, plus 270 over minus 155 for them to win, but him to average the 25. I understand things get slower, but like the Lakers are bad against point guards. And and I'm not just basing that on the fact that the Lakers played John Morant in the first round, Steph Curry in the second round. So obviously they're giving up a ton of points to point guards. Those are the two highest scoring players on those teams, the focal points of their offenses. So it makes sense that they would both have averaged 25, Steph uh, 26 and a half, Ja like 24.6. So basically the 25 in, in those uh, six games that they played, um, five games that they, that they, that, not six teams that took them to beat uh, Memphis, but either way, plus 270, like I said, for that to happen is awesome. LA also, uh, like I said, not only were they bad against point guards in the playoffs because they're playing two of the best ones in the league, uh, probably the best one in the league, and then Ja also, they did that all regular season. They allowed the second most points per game to point guards all season long, and it doesn't matter if it was Russ Westbrook out there or D'Lo at this point or whomever, even Austin Reeves guarding the point guard position, they're not good at doing it. Uh, they also give up the third most three-pointers made two point guards on the season, um, so I think that's something that you can expect to continue continue with another top five-ish point guard in the league in Jamal Murray. I think you got to give him those flowers. Uh, 25.9 points per game in these playoffs. So he's at 26 already in these playoffs. Like I said, you don't have to, he doesn't have to get 25 every game. He just has to average 25. And he's had a couple 40 pointers in these playoffs and plenty and 330 uh, 33 or more points uh, in these playoffs as well. So, um, you know, this, these playoffs, he's been awesome, but he's also just picking up from where he left off in the bubble. And Bubble Jamal was great, but like it wasn't an, an anomaly because he was playing uh, in, in an empty stadium like a lot of other guys seem to benefit from playing in that empty stadium because he's brought it continuously in his last 30 playoff games dating back to that bubble. He's averaging 26 points per game. So exactly where he's at in these playoffs, just continuing what he was doing. And there's a lot of similarities in the sort of uh, splits and in, in between games in terms of how he's scoring, like he'll score 40 and then 30 and then he'll have 16. Um, but that doesn't matter. We just need him to get 25 or more. Uh, which I feel pretty good about, like I said, with those great odds all the way up to plus 270 for him to do something that he's already been doing, plus 
I like Denver to win the series. So I just get to add that to this bet. Um, he's shooting 49% from the field, 43% from deep, uh, and, and 90% from the line in these last uh, 30 playoff games that I've told you about. So like I said, just a really awesome way to juice this up, uh, and I'm going to go for it. So let me not give you a pick, but talk about the other series for just a moment because I have a couple other picks that I like in terms of futures bets. Um, but this series price for the, the Eastern Conference Finals with Miami and Boston, Boston is minus 525. Miami is plus 400 to win this series. And like, I get it. You know, when Miami did beat this Boston team in the bubble, it was different. Tyler Hero was there and it was bubble Tyler Hero. And he's one of those guys that I do feel benefited greatly from playing in the bubble and not having a crowd and the distractions of all that lifestyle that come with being in the NBA when you were in the bubble. It was just go home, go to back to the hotel and eat some Chinese food and go to bed um, rather than be able to like go to a club, for instance, or anything of that nature. Um, but I, I, th- I also think that Miami coming the way that they are right now with the, the weapons that they have that have proven themselves plus they might get Tyler Hero back in this series uh at plus 400 man like maybe 0.1 units if you're gonna bet on it like I'm not touching Boston minus 525 at this point like do not feel comfortable with that at all the way that we just saw them play in this series and the fact that they've lost one of the last two that they played against Miami in the playoffs Miami took them two seven games and if you'll remember Miami was a Jimmy Butler top of the key fast break three-pointer away wide open from winning that game and winning that series and playing in the finals again last year. Um, so I don't know why plus 400 would scare you away from taking a little bit on them if you want to, considering how close they've been um, to beating this team recently. So some things that I am going to look for in this series, if you want to follow me along with like a 0.1 unit on, on the heat to win this series, just for giggles at this point, to be honest, um, you know, the thing I am looking at is pace. Um, obviously pace slowed down in the second round for a lot of teams getting to that point of the season where it's like, it's tough to like muster the energy to play an entire NBA game at like a hundred or 101 pace. Even the the Lakers and the, and the Warriors were slowing down a bit here and there, especially because LeBron was picking his, taking, picking his spots essentially. But in, in this series, like these two teams have played at wildly different um, paces in their, in their conference, in the rounds that they played in these playoffs. And that's obviously because of who they played, right? Miami played Milwaukee in the first round, very fast paced team. 102 pace. The Knicks in the second round, very slow paced team, the slowest, uh, 93 pace. Uh, then Boston, same thing, playing Atlanta, one of the top three fastest teams once Quinn Snyder took over this year. They played that at a basically 102 pace. Next round versus Philly, also plays at a bottom three slowest pace in the league like New York, 93. So mirroring 102 in the first round, 93 in the second round for both of these teams. Partly because it, it is going to slow down with the grind of the, of this point at this point in the season, but like both of them are playing the Knicks and the the 76ers, two of the slower teams in the league. When they played each other in the regular season, Miami and Boston this year, about a 97 pace over the course of those four games. Not much for us to work with in those four games. We saw how many guys were missing for Miami throughout the season, and then when the uh, they played later in the year, and Jimmy Butler did play, um, but they were missing another couple guys outside of Jimmy. That game uh, was also played at at a decently slow pace, plus Jalen Brown wasn't in it, nor was Marcus Smart, nor was Al Horford. So they haven't really played at full strength both teams in in this season at this point for us to get that good of a feel for it. But we we saw that plenty of games go over the 210 total that this game one is at. So 
I'm not going to go into that. We have another video about best bets and player props for this series, but I am looking at the the, the pace as an indicator for potentially getting over after we watched these two teams play really slow teams in the Knicks and Sixers in the last round. Uh, now playing each other, there's going to be a bit more opportunity for uh, the Heat to keep that faster pace and like fast transition three-pointers that they love to take so much against the Celtics team. The Celtics team is as deep as it gets when it comes to shooters and wing players um, that we've seen in a long, long time. Uh, so there's not going to be any uh, shortage of, of shooters for them uh, on this on the floor at, at all times at this point as well. So, uh, you know, Max Struess has a good history against the Celtics, uh, as does Jimmy. Obviously, Tatum has a great history against the Heat, but has also done some of his sort of like rescind and, and hide away for a few games like he did in this last series before he came out with a bang in game seven. Um, so I think it, it it's emblematic. It's, it's a solid representation of how he's going to play in this series is how he has played, which is inconsistent against the heat in the regular season. But more on that in those in the, the other video there, I just wanted to make sure I touched on it, even though I'm telling you guys I'm barely putting anything on it. It's just a little sprinkle on, on Miami because of those great odds when they've been so close to beating this team in the playoffs the last two years. So let's move on to an actual pick that I'm making here. And that is uh, the championship series or not champ, just championship price in the futures market here for Denver to be the NBA champion this year. It's way down from what you could have gotten it at multiple times throughout the year. We know that, but that's because they also look like the best team right now. And the fact that they're plus 240, which is what I'm taking it at. Uh, and the Celtics are even money uh, to, favorites, favorites to win the title right now. That's shocking to me. I, that's that's just way out of control, just also based on how much I think Miami has a legitimate shot at winning this thing. And that's why Boston is even money to be the champ, which I'm not, I wouldn't pay for that with that price with your money. Like I like to say sometimes, Denver at plus 240 is just... I think they're a better team than the Celtics. You put them up against the Celtics right now, I'm for sure taking them in that series. I, I obviously think they're going to win this championship right now. Um, and I think a lot of why these numbers are the way they are is because we haven't seen Denver win it. So there's some skepticism for some reason, even though the additions of Bruce Brown uh, and KCP and Christian Brown, by the way, and the, and the solid play of all three of those guys has like, up, up, made this team not only better than they were last year without with all the injuries to other guys like MPJ and, and Jamal Murray, but better than they've been even when they two years ago when they were ready to win a make a solid run at the championship right after they acquired Aaron Gordon and then he got hurt right away after going eight no with the team and I think this is that team, uh, but better because of how much I love Bruce Brown uh, and the additions of, of other guys like I said Christian Brown so Denver to win the finals with this number is just too great for me to to not take right now I, I mean in, in two games. This could be a 1-1 series in the East and a 2-0 series in the West. And now Denver's all the way down to closer to even money. And Boston is way better at maybe like plus 200. I like betting on Boston when they are not the favorites, when you don't know what you're going to get from them. And even in, in this the game that they, they won in game seven with Tatum going absolutely bananas uh, and Jalen Brown contributing more than 20 points as well, like I, I still didn't love them in that situation. And you can tell me I'm stupid for telling you that because it makes me look wrong. But that's why I didn't like them in game five. And I did like them in game six. I didn't not like them to win game seven. I just thought seven points was too high. I just didn't bank on Joel Embiid not showing up at all in the second half and barely showing up in the first half, to be honest, with one rebound. Not enough in that type of game. So this is all to say, I think Boston's overpriced right now. Maybe if they get better odds at some point because it's 1-1 or something to that effect. Um, maybe then you like them a bit more, but they're at even money because it's an easier road to the finals in terms of people thinking the Lakers are better than the Heat, which they probably are. The Lakers are really, really good. And if they Lakers come out firing and hit a lot of shots, 
they could beat Denver. Uh, and if you put me in, in a spot where it's Denver and LA, fine. Like, or excuse me, Denver and, and Boston in the, let me start over LA and Boston in the finals. Cause LA is able to beat Denver. Like that's a pretty close matchup. But like I said, Denver and Boston in a matchup, I'm taking them. Uh, and since I'm already using my, my logic here that Denver is going to win this, their series against LA feeling pretty good that, that I can get them at plus two forty uh, to, to win it, win it all. And, and, and win another series after this one against the Lakers. So, that's a uh, similar to my last pick here, everyone, as I talk about another series play up prop, which is any player to score 50 points in a game. Um, you can get that for both of these series separately, right? Like that's not for the entirety of the conference finals in general. That bet is specifically for each game. So you have to go into the market for the, the Eastern Conference Finals series and you can get it at plus 1500 for any player in that series to score 50 points. Same concept for the Western Conference Finals. Go into that that uh, series player prop option for the Western Conference Finals series and you can get any player to score 50 points in a game plus 1500. Why not put point one point point oh five units on that um, at this point? I, I mean, just looking at who could do it for both teams. First of all, Jalen Brown could do it. That's not the first guy you think of on Boston. We just watched one guy on Boston do it, Jason Tatum. So we know he can. Um, I'm not saying it's that likely, but we know he can. Jimmy Butler also did it, and we know he can. Jamal Murray has done it twice in one playoff series, so we know he can Joker already did it as well. Uh, so my point here is like, there's a lot of guys that can do it. I don't know if I want to bank on anybody on the Lakers doing it. Maybe Lonnie Walker. That's a joke. But I, don't, I wouldn't bet on LeBron being able to do it. And AD, man, like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to get from him at night tonight. He scores 25, then he scores 17, and scores 23 and a half, and then he doesn't get any points, or, you know, 23 and three quarters, and he doesn't score in the fourth. So I don't necessarily think it's him, but I think there's legitimately Tatum um, and Butler joker murray all four of the, those guys legitimately can drop 50 uh and then if you do think a laker can do it fine whatever maybe maybe not i'm not worrying about those guys for this this pick here so i just think it's a fun one at 15 to 1 on your money for this to happen i think it's a tiny worth a tiny little bit uh from what we've seen the usage rates for these guys is out of control at this point it's, on the three teams that are not the Lakers, Jimmy Butler, when he's right, although he hasn't looked right in the last two games, I do think he was saving himself for the Celtics series where he's going to go off like a crazy person where he has scored 50 points against his team. Tatum has scored uh, 47 against the heat before in a regular season game, but still point is, is like people in these, uh, in these games can do it. There's four legitimate options uh, for guys to drop a 50 piece in this one. So if you want to sprinkle a little tiny, tiny, tiny bit on both of these series prices for any player to score 50, it's kind of just a fun bet to bring you. I think an even more safe bet that, you know what, uh, Jack, let's go ahead and bring up a graphic that I'll write up for you here in a minute uh, about my last bet that I'm doing on the fly, because I also love it, which is Joker to be leading the leading rebounder in his series uh, with the, uh, the Lakers there. So if you go to the, the um, I'll just use DraftKings as the example for a minute. You can go to DraftKings uh, and go to the NBA page, obviously, to see what's available. If you look at the top bar navigation bar, there's going to be something called series player props. Uh, and in that series player props you have a ton of options in terms of conference final specials that they're offering you here on DraftKings. things like Nikola Jokic to average triple double in the series those are the options there you can go to rebounds leader and see that Davis Anthony Davis is actually the favorite to be the leading rebounder in this series at minus 115 not stupid in, in my opinion at all it makes sense but like getting a little bit of an edge for Joker to be that over AD right now 
I like it. Like, I, I really like it. I think it's worth it at this point. I, some of these things are really fun, too. The, like the three-pointers leader. There's some pretty juicy bets in there. But my final bet that I'm really giving you guys here is Nikola Jokic at minus 110 to lead this series in rebounding. I'm taking that because of the number, but I'm also just liking the fact that like Denver is a much better shooting team than the Lakers are, uh, and they're going to continue to be. They have a 53% rebounding uh, percentage, or 54 almost, in these playoffs as the best rebounding team in the playoffs. They were the fourth best rebounding team uh, in the league this year, and Joker is the reason for that. It's not like he's a part of it. He's the reason. Aaron Gordon... Very good rebounder for someone, uh, you know, around his size. Good, not great. Good rebounder for someone his size. Michael Porter Jr. loves getting rebounds that uh, require you to jump higher than everyone and not box everybody out. So he's good at those. Um, but if you're talking about who's going to get the the majority of these rebounds, someone who gets four offensive ones a game in Joker, someone who gets like nine to ten second chance points a game. There's nothing better than just watching Joker tip the ball to himself at the rim. Uh, if, if when you've taken something like a rebound prop or a points and rebounds prop for him. Uh, and I think we're going to continue to see some of that stuff. Every second that AD is off the floor and Joker's on it, there is nobody to come close to boxing him out. Uh, and I would argue that he's already infinitely stronger than uh, than AD anyway is Joker. And, and I like him as a better rebounder in that one. So... Uh, I think that the Nuggets are going to miss less shots. And I think Joker is a better rebounder. So I'm going to go ahead and take minus 110 for him to lead this series in rebounding. And that is all the time that I have for you guys in this futures uh, video that I'm bringing you here. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. Check out the best bets we have for Tuesday night's game one. The best bets and player props we also have for uh, Wednesday night's game one. And until I see you next, happy betting.